0: Hey there, I'm Paul Lighting. You're listening to L.O. Governor, the podcast.
1: Welcome to another episode of in the podcast. I'm Abdullah, and with me, as always, is Tom. How you doing, Tom?
2: I'm doing good, thank you.
1: Um, a lot to talk about, but first of all, want to give a big shout out to the people who did uh, our new opening theme, which is a good remix of Green Hill Zone. Um, check them, uh, check them out. There should be like a link on them. I'll link them up on my Twitter and Facebook and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, they did a, They did a great job. And because it's a remix, I don't have to pay Sega any royalties. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um for those who are new to the show, um we usually start off our discussions with the first 20 minutes being a recap of Doctor Who, so if you don't want to listen to that, skip 20 minutes or ahead and, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um anyway, um this episode I kind of like the first half of the episode was boring. But then like halfway through it really picked up and it ended on a way that I really liked.
2: Um I probably gonna be I'm probably gonna be taking your seat for this one. I fucking hate the episode.
1: Really? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I didn't like it.
1: <laughs> okay, first first things first. Those um those uh three D spiders or whatever, they looked horrible. Oh yeah, they did.
2: They it, it, it remind me of that, um, they remind me, the CGI look from. them, they remind me of that really horrible, what was it, early noughties film called Jeepers, um, Jeepers Creepers, so the giant spiders get mutated into giant spiders.
1: God, the giant spider from It was better animated than this crap. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and I've seen it. <laughs> it's a, it, it was a really decent miniseries, but whatever, um, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's October and we're going to make a lot of Halloween references, so sue me. Ooh. <laughs> uh. But back to this episode. Um, I thought the first half of the episode was pretty boring, to be quite honest. I almost fell asleep watching it, to be quite honest, because I was like, yeah, eh. It started
2: off slow. That was the problem with me. That was the big, big uck with me. I just didn't like it. it. Is that. It annoyed me from, from, from the, it, it did annoy me from the start. Um, the point that I really turned off on this episode is the bit where the doctor just went, you know what, fuck it, I'm done.
1: You guys, Yeah, that, that, really, that really kind of pissed me off, because I'm like... Really? Because, uh, again, it goes back to my main problem with this fucking show, is the continuity. And I'm like, hang on a minute. You got involved in a lot of different shit in the past yeah. and you pretty much altered the entire timeline and it's like now he's like oh can't do anything because 'cause I'll alter the timeline and I'm like, fuck off.
2: Yeah, he's like it's just like, oh, why do I say it? oh I'm seeing through grey specs? Oh, so you're telling me that the writer telling you they wanted to make some character development with Clara again. Okay, sure, why not? Um it the thing that irks really irked me about this was that the whole moon being a giant spider. Or a
1: spider not, creature. No, not even not even a spider, a fucking dragon or whatever.
2: Yeah, I, I just was like, oh, there's no materials on the moon. And I'm like, well, I know we're going by Doctor Who logic, but still. Didn't they proven they were minerals on the moon already? And. Uh, this episode takes a lot of liberties. It really, really does. And.
1: Because, again, that's my problem with the show as a whole. It's like, when, you, when you're doing any story, you kind of need to, like, take liberties, but at the same time, you're like, the canon has been fucked up so badly now that it just becomes laughably bad.
2: Yeah. Oh, it just, it's just the whole thing with the whole thing. It's like, the, um... I will say, it had some excellent elements for Doctor Who, uh, from different generations of Doctor Who within the story. But this
1: just—I I, just—I just feel like it—it it just didn't work because, like they, like you said, they had a lot of um, decent elements, but it just didn't work. No, I mean, I kind of understand what you're saying because, like, you, now you know how I feel with Listen. <laughs> yeah. It's just with this,
2: it irked me the wrong way because it's just they took the doctor, the doc. The thing is, that it had some very good elements. There's some good drama. It had some very good comical bits. Like, I, I thought the Tumblr bit was quite funny, where he to "Say, wait, she's uploading a picture of me online. You can't upload a picture of me online." I don't know. I just find it yeah. a little bit funny. And then, and then the woman they were say, with said, "Ah, Tumblr. My grandma used to upload stuff to that."
1: Yeah, I kind of find that funny, but, but the problem I had with this episode was that it was just fucking boring. There was no interesting concept. Like the doctor one. Is just like oh, and I'm sorry, Clara, but why the fuck should the doctor give a shit about about what he said to a child? Why the fuck should he care? Yeah, like I, I'm I'm sorry that that kind of irked me. It's like he's not her fucking dad. He's not her fucking grandfather. If he just said uh, if if he like said you're not special or some bullshit comment like that, why should she fucking care?
2: Yeah, it's just it's just like the doctor's like he. I reckon the doctor knew it was something already inside the moon already, and he just wanted to test humanity. And I'm just like, really? I don't know. It's just that that whole thing irks me. I do not know why it irks me. 100%. I do not know why. I just felt it just didn't, it was very out of character, very out of place, and just not really good. But apart from that, I thought the episode was good. Like, I, I thought there were some really good elements. Like, for example, I just thought... Um, the characters work well with each other and everything like that. They did bring up some good moral standing of it and everything like that. I thought that was pretty all right, but yeah, again, that all sort of collapsed on itself because the Doctor basically saying, "Oh, I'm not going to do anything about it."
1: Yeah, that, that's what that's the turning point for me. Was like, I, I'm sorry, but that was out of character, and I've, you know me, I've criticized the the Matt Smith era to no fucking end, but even fucking Matt Smith's doctor would have done something, and that's saying a lot.
2: Yeah. I think the one thing that probably made it up for me a little bit was, again, I'm praising Coleman's performance here, but her, she really impressed me, again, with her, like, with her frustration, anger towards the doctor to his account again. I mean,
1: I'll be honest, like because I'm I'm on the same boat with you. Like I I thought the episode was okay. I didn't hate it, but to me, what saves this episode from being a total waste of time was the ending. Yeah, and I like that ending a lot because it showed that Clara just you know he left her alone in a vulnerable situation, and. You know, it goes back to the early to the opening where when she thought she he left her in in the clock with the clockwork droid, she freaked out. And yeah. and it's interesting character development for her because she's like, "What am I going to do if I'm alone and I'm faced with a big decision?" Yeah.
2: It's in is interesting that they've gone down this route, but yeah, again, they sort of done this before with her character, with her making the decision to jump into the Doctor's timeline and try to save him from every single incarnation. You know.
1: Yeah, and it kind of makes the Doctor look like a giant cunt with in this episode because yeah. you know she she's trying her best to you know she you know did her best to save your ass multiple times, and you're like, now you're like, ah, you know, fuck it, you know, you deal with the problem, I don't want to deal with it, fucking...
2: I'm glad that the writers so far basically, made Clara basically um, react, I don't know, human towards the doctor.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of... Because, I mean, like I said, my main problem with this show is, like, how accepting most of these people are with this guy. Like, um... What was her name? Fucking Donna. Yo, fucking. Donna
2: went along, along with anything the doctor did almost.
1: Yeah. Ugh. Uh, you know, Donna, Joe, fucking we treated Joe like shit, but she fucking kept going with him for whatever reason. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, the thing, the thing I like
2: about it was that I think mean, that sort of reminded me that basically she she never wants to see the doctor again because I think that sort of indicates when she's speaking frustrating. A venting to, towards Danny about what happened and everything like that because he, he even said to him went you, you don't want to see him again you're all just upset because basically you're still friends otherwise you wouldn't be you wouldn't be like this worried about him if you were still mad which is true I, I think it, when it comes to people and their friendships is that if you're mad if you get really mad at someone else's behaviour who's your mate you get really mad at them and you're still mad about half their actions and everything like that. I think that does go to show because just because it's from them. If it's from someone else, and they did it, and you didn't care, that would just basically mean not a really good um, friendship there.
1: Yeah, because especially now that they're going for a more father-daughter type relationship. Yeah, oh yeah. And that, that's that's way too fucking heartbreaking to think that your dad is just going to leave you to die in some fucking shithole and not care. Yeah, I, uh, I, I it, it,
2: no. I'm gonna think the writer's respective on it, like, they're trying to think that, okay, maybe this should be a good episode to try to develop Clara's, um, individually as a woman, basically, as a character, is the best way to put it. Basically, she can survive on her own. Maybe. That might be the route they're going down, but I just thought... That yeah, was I, I mean, I too.
1: just think... I, I just think if they wanted to do that, they should have just, just had, like, when he goes and When the part where he goes down the, the hole, they should have had him not come back till the end of the episode.
0: Yeah.
1: I think that would have been much more better. Yeah.
2: I, I, I know, this annoys me, because this is a good science fiction story, which is really annoying. It is a good concept. It's just that one bit, I think, really ruins the episode.
1: Because again, like I said, the the thing I like about the season so so much compared to previous seasons is that it's going back to classic Who territory, which is classic sci fi stories, but now you can do them because you have like 40, uh, 46 minute a uh, runtime. Yeah, and back then they didn't. Back then they had to do these do the shit with serials and. The problem with Classic Who is that it just fucking drags.
2: Yeah, and the problem... Form...
1: Like four or five parts, and yeah. it's like, ugh, it doesn't need to be this long.
2: And also, if you watched, um, and the thing was with that as well, if you miss one part, there you go, you, you missed the whole thing.
1: Oh, they don't do recaps. They don't No do recaps.
2: <laughs> Literally, you watch it, you stop. You watch it, you stop. Literally from start to finish with Doctor that's the thing with it.
1: Yeah. A, that must have been a pain in the ass for people back then, because back then they didn't have you know Netflix or anything oh like God. that. You, so if you missed an episode, you're fucked.
2: Yeah, you would have to go around and ask ask around anyone who had a VCR player or possibly recorded it. And VCR players back there, a lot of people went, "Oh, VCR players are not um, are cheap." New and back back here in the UK, back when Doctor Who first came out, VCR player was the most expensive thing you can buy. <laughs> it was, was a tape recorder yeah it was bloody expensive um yeah well, I just thought overall um I think uh, Peter Capaldi yet again he does he does put in a solid solid good performance as well. he does put in a good I score. mean
1: he's really good and it's yeah. kind of, it's kind of crazy because like you watch this guy and you're wondering to yourself why the fuck hasn't he been the doctor sooner yeah because he is just perfect in the role. I can't really think of anyone else that fits the role perfectly than
2: than him to be quite honest. Yeah, he reminds me a little bit of the first doctor, you know, like um, being the old grumpy man sort of thing.
1: I mean, he's a mix of uh, William Hartnell, John Pertwee, yeah. even got a little bit of Sylvester McCoy in him, yeah. you know. It's it's interesting mix of characters, yeah. you know. I mean, and I like that they're going back a little bit to the Eccleston, uh and uh, D- Davison uh, doctors and being more human. Yeah. And not crazy weird no. like the pre- the other incarnations, which I like. I yeah. like that.
2: Mm-hmm. I just thought this episode, why it did well in places, I just felt that the theme they were going for, I can perfectly understand why they were going, going with this whole route with the doctor. I just thought the execution suck
1: yeah and and it's kind of a shame because at the end of the episode where they see the egg hatch um, Capaldi gives a really good speech about mankind oh yeah that's a good one to the, looking up to the stars and wanting to see more I'm like this is really good and I'm kind of like god damn I'm, I'm so mixed about this episode because there's a lot of good stuff in it but some of this, but the but that one moment of him leaving Clara to die was just horseshit
2: yeah with the whole um, – and also they have to make the decision between Clara, the – oh, what's her name? The girl,
1: the new the new one. Yeah, I, I don't even know if they even brought her on. I, I Courtney, that's the, Courtney, that's her name. No. Yeah, I mean because – because, I mean, again, they hinted – they were hinting at her from the, from the fucking – what was it? Uh, opening. Yeah. But I don't know why she's even here. I'm kind of like I don't like kid characters. I'm sorry, I don't. It,
2: it made me laugh a little bit because I think the doctor sort of way that she becomes the president of the United States. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't that's how it came off to me a little bit, but not too much, you know, like him saying, "Oh, you never know Matt, I'm marrying the President of the United States."
1: <laughs> uh, I mean I, I, overall I'll give this epi- I'll be generous and give this episode two and a half stars. Two and a half. Um, are we scoring this out of five, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I'll probably give it probably around about a three. Yeah. Just a three because I don't know. It, I feel that this episode did some stuff right. It did some stuff wrong, but it was a good sci-fi adventure overall.
1: Also, next uh, next week is the Mummy Train one, which I'm looking forward to. That it's, that looks awesome. <laughs> you,
2: know you know what's funny about that? That's actually getting pushed back an hour later. Aww. BBC. You want to know why? Why? BBC decided the mum, um, the, apparently the Mummy was, um, was frightening enough to require a later time slot for the show.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> I'm actually
2: you no, know, I'm actually curious what the Mummy's actually going to do to the people on the train then the, that made the BBC say nope, we're pushing it an hour.
0: Back. Keep
1: in mind, this is the show that, um, one of the, uh, it reminds me to, of one of the Sylvester McCoy episodes, where the main villain at the end gets his face melted off, and I'm thinking to myself, if you guys are fine with showing that, then you should show a fucking mummy kill people, you know?
2: <laughs> I'm curious to see how the mummy's gonna do it, maybe it does, I don't know, maybe it sucks out their life source, and it turns them into, like, a weakly mummy themselves, with just, like, grey skin, white hair, and, like, no inner bodies. If it's something like that, I can possibly understand why, because it's on before pre- I don't know, I'm curious to see how Mummy on the Orient Express is going to play out.
1: Because that looks like classic Doctor Who to a T, that's, you know. (laughs) Oh yeah, definitely, 100%. And I and I hope to God I, it's I know it's I know it's going to be stupid, but I want a fucking Sutec reference. They have to do like a Tech reference. Somewhere. Oh,
2: they probably is going to be a Sutec reference. <laughs> it, it, it being stupid not
1: to bring up. <laughs> Love that story. That's one of my favorite Tom Baker stories.
0: Yeah.
1: So anyway, um, that was Doctor Who. Um, you can come back now, people who don't want to listen to Doctor Who. <laughs>
0: yeah. Don't worry, we're
1: friendly. Yeah, uh, and uh, moving on to another pop culture icon, Sonic uh, the Hedgehog. Uh, son, new Sonic Boom, uh, new Sonic Boom trailer uh, aired. What do you think?
2: You know what? I it, again, the first teaser trailer show at E3 won me over, but this has just made me even more hype for the show. It really, really did. Um because it basically has that. It seems like it has the action. It's the comedy's definitely for what they show up. The comedy. I think the comedy's there, like like the humor of it. Because I remember talking to Mike Pollock about this, and he said it's very tongue in cheek. And I can understand what he mean by that now. It's finally seeing the trailers and such, um, and also again the animation. The animation looks really good.
1: Um, I thought some of the character movements were a little bit off, but other than that, the animation looks really good. Yeah, the animation looks good. It
2: looked like it's going to be a decent enough... Because this is the thing I was worried about. I think we talked about this before. Um, I was worried when they first said, oh, it's going to be a comedy. I thought, oh god, please don't be like Teen Titans Go. Please don't be like Teen Titans Go. <laughs> <And then when laughs> I... No, I want...
1: I want I'm want. i glad you mentioned that show, because after watching yeah. that fucking trailer, I want to show this to the fucking assholes who wrote Teen Titans Go, and I'm like this is how you make a fucking comedy.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I just found it funny when Robotnik turns up at Sonic's house and everything like that, and Amy's like, right, this is when you say something you don't like about him, and then we begin from there. (laughs) (laughs) And then Tails sitting down saying, I think I suffer from short-term memory loss. Short-term memory loss.
1: (laughs) I love that because, you know, I know it's a lame joke, but... What sells that scene for me is Sonic's expression, and that
0: <laughs> makes me laugh so much.
2: They seem to make him a really cocky bastard in this, especially that one scene when you see like Tails deactivate the lasers, and Song just, Sonic just lying down, his a classic li- um, lying down post sliding right past the lasers.
1: No, I think, I think to me, I'll, I'll give a big shout out to Mike Pollock because I love what they're doing with Robotnik this season. Cause like you see him, l- cause like when he's talking to Tail, he's like, um, "What is this doing?" And he's like, "I don't know. You tell me." Yeah. Oh, the other way, yeah. Like so, he's so like down to earth, and it's it's so different, but it's so hilarious yeah. and at the same time, cause it's like, "Wow." The other thing that made me laugh was um,
2: when um, Tail said, "Now give me back my robot, or or else what?" I never really thought that far. <laughs> It's just, I don't know. It's just something about it. I seen these. I seen this trailer and it just made me crack up. And it reminded me um, something about Sonic is that Sonic can be handled well if put into the right hands. You know.
1: Also, I love I love uh, sticks where she's like someone's following me and she's like she looks at her shadow and she's like stop it,
2: yeah, quit <laughs> following me. Oh, it, that was brilliant. Um I'm really um, re- and also I'm happy to see um Q Bot and AllBot are in the show as well. With with Robot Robotnik laughing, they're joining, laughing with him. He said, Stop that. It ruined the moment. <laughs> it's, it just made me laugh a lot and I'm I can't wait to see it. It's primarily on a Saturday, so I don't know how that's gonna affect the ratings or the views or anything like that. But um for, for a long time, I always felt a lot A lot of people, this is the thing, a lot of people who are not fans, who basically are not fan of Sonic the Hedgehog, always kept, keep saying that, um, oh, Sonic's never, has not been good for years, blah, 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 this sort of thing. I'm like, well, yeah, to a certain extent, he hasn't been, but there's been a mixture of reasons. There have been three factors I always put into when it comes to, um two, why Sonic hasn't been good and one is the big main problem is that Sagar. Sega has always been the problem. Yeah,
1: because 'cause they've been very protective of him and, and, and um Sonic O Six did not help their case no. to be quite honest.
2: I'm glad that I mean they they gone away and actually let someone else try for a change and I think it is for the right it's for the better choice and better decision. Um, then the second thing I think that has hurt so quite a bit is the fan base itself. The fan base has not helped oh, really. no, the fan base has not helped at all because they 've been nickpicking they 've been they've been this like this whole jug of this circle uh, disappointment, hype, trailer come out, hype, and expectation game comes out disappointed angry we recycled repeat and the fan, the this is why I love being a fan of the franchise but I hate being a fan of it as well because you do see some of the fan base are really disturbed creepy not all there
1: <laughs> green eyes <Yeah. laughs> blue arms yeah Ugh. yeah sorry the, they're the most pickiest fans you will ever meet and cuz they they are horrible and I've been on the internet since like 2 like I've started like um Leaving my mark on the internet on, since 2008. I think we met back in 2008, yeah. and even back then, it was just. Ugh. I think it's a lot better than
2: it was. I think 2008 was the worst period of it, but.
1: I oh, yeah, that certain, a certain hoodied individual on YouTube did not help the case. No, um, bring down four kids and burn them to the app. We're, we're not going to go into that. That's
0: like.
2: <laughs> Griffith! Yeah, because you're not scary about that. In four years' time, mean, that would be over ten years ago. Oh, Jesus. I was just going to point that out. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, I think the other thing which didn't help the case either is um, this is the last one. I think the people who don't give Sonic a chance either, because you always get these people that say, oh, Sonic sucks. And then you go and confront them about it. You say, have you played any the games? No, I haven't played any of the new modern games.
1: Yeah, because that's the problem, it's like, because cause Sonic, it's a franchise that's become an easy punching bag, and it's such an easy target to hate, and I'm like, okay, I understand, like, it's not a perfect franchise, but at the same time, you know, Sonic Generations, while not a perfect game, was much better than the crap we were getting, like, fucking, you know...
2: Years and years before that. Yeah.
1: It's like... Yeah. It's like... it's It's really fucking stupid. Like, for these people constantly complaining about shit and it's it's dumb it really is
2: yeah i i I mean i think the fan base of i i just think that fans who are fans and people who are not fans of the product have not helped it like you said he's just been a punching bag for years and it just hasn't helped and i think these are the three factors the reason why sonic has not been good for for a long long while
1: and I, and I also think that, again, the, the fans don't want to give, like you said, they don't want to give Sonic a chance, because I remember like when, when, when those designs came out, everyone fucking bitched about oh, it.
2: Oh yeah, they did, yeah. I, I, kn- I knew people were met at Sonic and stuff like that, were saying, oh my god, they killed my childhood, and I'm like, just give it a chance. Because I've, I've been open about this for years and years and years, with TGU and load of other people. Sonic needed, needed a reboot.
1: He needed a re- he a even thing. I agree. I, even I agreed. Like I mean, it needed a reboot. If there was ever a franchise that needed a reboot, it was Sonic and uh, Sega. Be you know, they're fucking pussies. They weren't good. They they aren't gonna do it. But this is like close enough. Yeah, I think. Yeah, when they and, whole- and it's not. And again, it's you know, think of it. And they even came out and stated that it's not part of the main canon it's, it exists it it exists in its own continuity yeah and this, so it's it's different yeah
2: this is the reason why i liked stuff like um outside the main song the continuity like the archie comics for instance like i liked um when um ian oh, what's his name
1: A- Ian insulin Ian
2: Freen started being the head writer for it because you know what he did something new with the character he tried to do different things with the character you know
1: no, I mean I like Ian because he went back to the roots of the comic, which is you know Sat Am. Yeah. I mean he he's you can tell he's a huge Sat Am fan, and and um, he, he even said like once they rebooted the franchise, uh, the the comics, he said, you know there there are lo- there are going to be a lot of characters that you're not going to see anymore, but the Sonic, the main Sonic Sat Am cast is not going anywhere ever. Yeah,
2: this, this is the thing I liked about him. I like, basically he went back to the roots of it, but. The thing I also like about it, he does try new things with, with it as well. That's not what Sagard tries. Sagard has this weird mentality with Sonic. It's like, oh, we have, we have to keep it very retro to the point we have to shove it down your throats.
1: <laughs> Green Hill Zone again? God damn it. Yeah, it's like
2: <laughs> Spring Hill, Splash Hill, um, wind, What's it? Green Windy Valley Hill. No, Windy Valley Hill. You know, but it, I just feel that this is the step in the right direction for Sonic. Sonic needed this for a long time. The, the cartoon look, looks like it's going to be good. I've seen the gameplay footage, uh, new gameplay footage as well, and the gameplay footage looks remarkably well. And also, critics have basically been saying that it plays like... This is what they've been saying. They said, if you merge modern Sonic gameplay with Avengers Sonic the Hedgehog... But mix it in with Jack and Dexter. That's what I've been told about the gameplay for, for for the Wii game.
1: Well, we'll wait and see.
2: And you know what I mean is, like, it's been getting raving good reviews by the critics. At like, what was it E3, PAX, GameCon? You know, like it's been getting really good. We've been getting good write-ups.
1: I'll just, like I said, I'll wait and see, yeah. you because know? I, I can't judge anything if I haven't, like, played no, I, it. Oh, yeah,
2: same here, that's the thing, and um, I'm going to MCM, and hopefully Sago's going to be there again, so I might be able to get a chance to play it, so, fingers crossed.
1: You know, again, I mean, I like what they're doing, I, I think it's good for the franchise, because the franchise needed a desperate reboot, and... You know, this is the closest we're going to get, so, you know, either get with it or don't, you know?
2: Yeah. I just want to, yeah, like I said, get with it or don't. That's probably the best way to put it. It's just
0: like...
1: Like, that's... Because, again, you know, people in general just hate change. They don't like having something changed for the sake of being changed, and it's like, oh, you're raping my childhood, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, it's like this is what's this is what Sonic is right now, and if you don't like it, then, well, tough shit, yeah. There, you know.
2: it's It sort of reminds me what they've done with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know? When they brought it back, back on TV, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, they had to change a lot of stuff, and it was a ballsy move for them to, to, to go and say, hey, April's now a teenager, and Casey's now a teenager, and it's like, okay. He's not the
2: character you know, and the turtles, and like, they change a lot of things, but they homage stuff from the original stuff that worked. And this is the thing I like about it. They basically when they homage stuff and keep keep to its roots, but at the same time do something new with it. And that's what Teenage Mutant in Turtle 20, 2012 did. And it, it, it's really, really good. That's really good at the moment. I, I've just got through watching... Um, Last the last last season, and now on season start of season three, and they took some ballsy moves in the the final, and I thought it paid off well.
1: Yeah, because again, it's it's different, and I do have my grabs for the finale, but overall, it's a really good finale, I think. For a kids' cartoon, yeah, yeah, (laughs) for kids' cartoon, bloody hell. That's all I was going to say No, about I that. mean I I'm I'm shocked they got away with Leatherhead attacking Shredder like the way he did cuz I'm like Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah.
2: And the beating that Leonardo got as well, bloody hell. But yeah. Also, uh,
1: yeah. well, like, you know, we just segue into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cuz I'm done talking about Sonic. Um yeah. Uh, Seth Green did a really good job as Leonardo. I was kind of I was kind of like, you know, is he going to be good? Is he going to be good? But when I heard him in the episode, I'm like, oh, he's really good.
0: Yeah. Well, this <laughs> taking it this
2: seriously. Yeah. The thing is that um, the thing was that they gave a good reason. Why his voice is like that was pretty much because of how badly damaged he was in that combat against Shredder and his henchmen. And if you haven't seen the final yet, Leonardo gets a beating, a brutal, brutal beating.
1: Oh, after after I saw that that finale, I'm like, you know what, Leonardo's my new favorite turtle now because yeah. he's a badass. <laughs> yeah.
2: He took them all on, and he's just like he took on a ton of foot robots, and um, then he took on. All the main four henchmen of Shredder's as well, and oh my god, that that was a really good final. We really built up. You had the crane, you had the whole thing with Shredder. Everything no, I love
1: over. that. Com- I love that conversation so much because, like, Shredder goes, "You're beneath me," and then he beats up every fucking henchman he has and a shit ton of uh, foot robots, and he's like, "Still think I'm beneath you?"
0: <laughs> yeah, and just yeah,
2: and just Leatherhead comes into it and everything like that. And then Splinter just loses his shit with um, with with Shredder as well.
1: <laughs> he even lost his shit with Leatherhead when Leatherhead's beating up that that fucking Krang robot. He's like, enough. <laughs> yeah.
2: It was a really good final. It was it was a two parter for those who don't know, but um, it was a very well done final. It was a really well done final in for a kids show as well. It really, really took it to a whole new play. Really, t- and also I love the fact that in the first episode, of season three, they referenced something that they had done in the comics, they had done in the film as well, and that's going to the barn. And
1: I yeah, because yeah. cause that's a that's a story arc in in one of the recent uh, uh, comics where yeah. they, where after the whole foot war and the Krang war, they go they fail and they go to the to the barn and. Leonardo, like, after joining the foot, like, he comes back and joins the Turtles, and and he has to, you know, live with the decision of him being a part member of the Foot Clan and all that shit. And, um, that was pretty ballsy of them to to, to add elements of that into the cartoon, I think.
2: Yeah, it was a very, very, very good little and stuff like that, and it it really did pay off. And uh, I love the fact that that episode alone was a very. Big homage to the comics as well, and even when uh, when the when the whole mutation monster turns up and it was very heavy reference that the monster is a homage to Jason Voorhees.
1: oh, there were a lot of Friday thirteenth references in this episode yeah
2: there's a lot <laughs> <laughs> I mean literally a lot
1: it's, it's like because the first time you see him he's like Jason in part two with the bag on his head, but then he takes the hockey mask, and then you even hear the. Ch-ch-ch-ch-ch. Yeah,
2: they do the they do weird, <laughs> yeah noise, and it was doing um, it was done so well. It was
1: even uh, even the did you see the the, gin, the the formula that he puts on that he has on the the table?
2: Yes, I did.
1: That's a reference to part two where they go into his cave and see his mother's head on on a table, and he's worshipping it.
2: <laughs> oh, God. I have not seen part two in years, so, you know.
1: <laughs> I caught that reference immediately. I'm like, oh, they're doing Jason, they're doing fucking Jason.
2: <laughs> well, there was a lot, there was a lot of 80s reference, even the, was it, like the third, the final epi- um, episode before the end of um, season two was a huge homage to uh, Big Trouble, Little China.
1: Oh yeah, and they even got fucking uh, James Holland to come back to his role. Yeah. from that movie. <laughs> uh
2: I thought that was really cool.
1: Again, I'm really. I mean, it's a show that really picked up for me, and I like the season three opener a lot because it shows that it, it's gone. It, the show's gone into a darker route now, and it's going to be a lot more serious, and I like that yeah. a lot. I'm
2: curious to see how they're going to take New York back. <laughs> Because the crowns basically invaded the whole time of New York, and they said that they started invading different places in America. Um, so I'm curious to see how it's going to go. I wonder if it was going to be like the 2003 show, when they did that episode when um, Donnie uh, and Mikey went into the future and met all the future turtles.
1: Oh, that was the most depressing fucking episode of TMNT ever. Yeah,
2: the <laughs> yeah, no, free one. And I was thinking, if they can get that sort of vibe... In that sort of remnant, into what New York is going to look like, I'd be happy with that.
1: I kind of see them teaming up with like all the all the other mutants. Yeah, it, it was heavy, heavy reference
2: that um, because because for those who don't know, for this whole entire season and um, the last season, um, season two, they brought brought a load, and load of mutants into it, and they be, they befriended quite a lot of them, and they didn't they didn't die off or anything like that, so. We're probably going to get Leverhead. going to come back at some point. We're going to get um, Showhead. is going to come back. Um,
1: well, you're going to get Neutralizer slash all, all those guys. Yeah,
2: it's curious to see what side they're going to be on. That's the well Neutralizer's going to be interesting. What side he's going to be on, but Slash is pretty obvious. Going to fight with the turtle. Leverhead's going to fight with the turtle. Showhead's going to fight with the turtles.
1: They got the plant guy. You got the spider guy. Yeah.
2: It's going to be curious to see how all these, because the good thing is that all these monsters are still about, all these mutated monsters are still about, so, you know.
1: Yeah, and we're getting, finally, Bebop and Rocksteady. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> I, I, I,
2: I'm still saying that that thief is going to be Bebop, and Rocksteady is going to be the Russian guy.
1: yeah. <laughs> Ah, uh, That's going to be awesome. I can't wait for those guys because I love Bebop and Rocksteady. They're like one of my favorite characters from that era. I'm
2: curious if they're going to work for the Shredder or not. That's the thing I'm wondering about. Well,
1: they have to because yeah. they're
2: bad guys. <laughs> I, I know they're going to end up working with the Shredder, but I wonder if they're going to, with the with the current henchmen, what's going to happen with them? Are they going to stick around or are they going to get rid of them?
1: Well, because... It- I think they're just gonna do with what they did with Tiger Claw when they brought him in. They just made him a cast of the bad guys. So, yeah, you
2: know. yeah. So Shredder has his own little private mutant monsters sort of thing.
1: Because because in this cause you gotta remember in this incarnation he's not a big fan of the Krang. He only works for them to get to get what he wants. Well,
2: so. again, it's like in the final, it was only proven he only worked with the Krang because they had the was it the way to cure Cry of the mutagen.
1: Also, Karai—that's another one. Yeah, that's yeah because she saved
2: um, Splinter from um, from drowning. <laughs> so that's going to be curious to see her role in the upcoming season.
1: Yeah, this season looks like it's going to be my favorite season because like there's you know you've set up they've set up the entire uh, characters and the backs the background and everything like that. And now it's time to you know put up or shut up. You know.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's... going to be cool. It's gonna be really cool. Hopefully they're gonna be I'm curious to see if they're gonna do an episode like um I wonder if they're gonna be any references to Escape from
1: New York at all. There there has to be them. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if they had like a one one guy Guy wearing an eye patch and calling himself Snake or something. Like that. Yeah,
2: well, because the thing is that we saw the what was it, the Earth's Resistance Force at the end of the last season. So I'm curious to see how. I'm really curious to see where all these elements are going to go. i I'm curious how long they're going to stay at the barn and how many episodes that's going to last.
1: You know who I would love to see make make uh, an animated debut? Who? The Wolf uh, character from the comics. Oh, that'd be interesting. 'Cause she's a badass in the comics and yeah. I'm like, Come on, I wanna see her <laughs>
0: You
2: never know. We might see see her. That's the thing, it's just like it's done well, the the T V show and again the toys have been selling like hotcakes, so they still got this season to get through and they got the fourth the fourth season to get through.
1: Yeah, I mean, they renewed the show for four seasons, and I think four seasons is enough for this show, to be yeah. quite honest.
2: I'm curious to see where they're going to go after the third season, because this, this season feels like this is like the end the end season, you know?
1: Yeah, because I kind of figured, like, the, I'm pretty sure they wrote this. Like, when they originally wrote the show, they had a plan to do, like, only three seasons and that's it, but then Nickelodeon renewed the show for a fourth season. Yeah. So they're kind of left into, in, in a hard place right now, so it's, I'm kind of wondering where they're going to go with it.
2: If they play it smart, I think they will go in the right general direction of of it, possibly. Because I,
1: cause I kind of see the Krang getting dealt with at the end of this season, but I kind of see Shredder not getting dealt with until like the final season. And that's probably
2: would be the best thing to do. Get the Krang out of the way in this in the third season, and in the fourth season, just deal with Shredder.
0: Yeah. It's
2: probably the best thing to do.
1: But yeah, uh, moving on, that was our little talk of our TMNT. um, To some good news. Then the, and the Naruto manga is finally ending. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh boy! Um, I found out this bit of news when I was um, doing my um, homework and news gathering of um, the um, for the anime podcast I do, and sure enough, it popped up on every single anime news website that it's been announced that Naruto is going to end in five five issues. <laughs> so, and apparently it's going to be funny because it's going to end. The manga is going to end on the um, fifty, um, the this year's 50th issue of um, Shonen Jump on November tenth.
1: Oh God, they're, they're still publishing Shonen Jump. I didn't, need, yeah. I didn't even know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in Japan <laughs> they do. Yeah,
2: you got to remember Japan. Japan, their manga is very. It's not as big as it used to be, but it's still pretty big out there. Uh, well,
1: because again, you know, manga is pretty much their alternative to comic books because yeah,
0: they
2: sure. don't. Really, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's a manga is their edition of comic book, the Westerns comic books tradition. That's the thing. Um, it's going to be interesting, really, really interesting. They got the o, oh, they got the um, the series, but the thing is that basically the series has spawned into uh, multiple manga. Anime, anime film, OVA's, adaptions, There's um, little spin offs coming off from from it, but the main French, the main manga is ending in like five ish. It was, apparently, they said around about five issues.
1: <laughs> oh god, this this news just makes me laugh so hard because I just I don't like Naruto. I think it's one of the dumbest shows I've seen. And I think that it's it's just one of those shows that just survived because again, uh, the anime craze of like the early nine the early two thousands really helped it boost in popularity. Oh yeah, it did. because I remember back in two thousand six, Cartoon Network just showed that fucking show more than they did anything else, and I'm like. Wow, really? Why is this on? Well
2: that's what I mean, it's like in the pony, um I've been told I don't know if this is the anime or this the manga, but apparently the like the last issue just before they made this announcement, so- um well, Sakura's not dead, but Sasuke's basically just stabbed her and basically just told her, Yeah, I never loved you. <laughs>
1: God! So <laughs> Well so, well, it was a space, uh well to so... say well, Sakura is kind of a cunt, anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's always a cunt. I'm, I never liked him. <laughs> but um, I'm so emo and shit. <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm so dark and deluding, and my brother's an arsehole, And
0: and basically,
2: I, my favorite meme has to be of his older brother when he's holding him as a baby, and he's basically him just saying, "I wonder if I drop this baby, if he's going to save a lot of shit in the future."
0: <laughs>
2: but but yeah, I thought. I, I I don't know. When I heard this news, I'm, I'm like I was generally shocked because I thought this would have ended by the time I probably would have would have had kids or something like that.
1: <laughs> no, they'll find ways. They'll do like another spin-off or well, some yeah. shit like that. Well, you know, they'll find ways to keep this shit going. Well,
2: There's the rumors about because you know the new the the good Naruto the last the last movie as it's known as is to open up in Japan on December 6th and apparently it's set, like, I don't know, what's it, like, five, six, um, five, six years in the future from the previous storyline.
1: <laughs> oh, God, they're <laughs> going to do, like, a, N- Naruto Returns, the, the whole world is in shit, and he has to come back, and he's like, I got to beat this fucking guy.
2: Apparently they've got a lot of new teenage kids in the new film, so a lot of people speculated saying that.
1: So, yeah, fucking spin-off with Naruto kids, ugh.
2: Well, they're doing a Sasuke um, chibi spin-off.
1: Ew, why?
2: Fangirls. Um,
1: <laughs> Fangirls, that's the answer to everything now, isn't it? Yeah, when
2: well, it comes to Naruto, most likely.
1: But, um, <laughs> but, yeah. I will admit, Toby's kind of a badass. Uh, I kind of like his design with the mask and whatnot, but <laughs> other than that, yeah. Yeah.
2: But, yeah, i yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see where it's going,
1: gonna go. No, I mean, let's just make myself clear here. Naruto is not the worst anime I've seen because, believe you me, I've seen worse shit than Naruto. <laughs> believe <laughs> me. <laughs> sorry. sorry. I, I, I,
2: I think I had a one piece in my throat.
1: <laughs> no, dude, you haven't seen fucking Infinite Staros. Infinite Starros is just Jesus Christ. That's a fucking the worst piece of shit I've seen in my life and I'll Fucking say that till the till the day I die.
2: Yeah,
1: that yeah. anime pissed me off.
2: So yeah, it still creeps me out that the fact by the time I'm most likely would would have kids, now and One Piece will be ending.
1: <laughs> it's never gonna end.
2: Well, the writer says in ten years' time, so I'm holding him to that.
1: <laughs> uh, twenty twenty, here we come. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Bloody <laughs> bastard! Bloody bloody bastard!
2: But um, anyway, um, but yeah, Naruto's ending. So rejoice or cry or however you want to do it. But yeah, Naruto's done.
1: Oh, it's not ending. It's coming back in some fucking form or another. It, it probably gonna. Like, I remember when the fairy tale anime was gonna end, and everyone was like, "Oh, it's gonna end," and then they fucking rebooted the thing in April of this year, and I'm like, Christ. <laughs>
2: It's curious to see what they're going to do with it. If they stick to their word, I, I, I'd be impressed. Because that's the
1: problem it's with nice. that's the problem with shonen anime in general. It's like they say they're going to end, but they never fucking end.
2: Well, that's what I mean. It's like look at, um, I think the one that did end, but it's only got recently got brought back was Dragon Ball Z.
1: Well, again, because Dragon Ball Z is you know that anime that brought that brought. That uh, helped bring in uh, anime to a wider Western audience. Oh, yeah. In the 90s. Yeah.
2: The, the, the thing I, I liked about Dragon Ball was that the fact that it knew when to go away, and it did. And when it did finally did end, and it went away. And, and then years and years later, when nostalgia started to kick in, they finally brought it back.
1: Because I... they have to. Because like, I'll tell you right now, 2016 is going to be the year of 90s nostalgia. Oh, yeah. Because that's that's going to be the year where you're going to see so much 90s shit you're going to get sick of it. Because 2016 uh, is going to be the 20th anniversary of stuff like Beast Wars and probably Father Ted. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> 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 20 years of... Oh god, that guy would have been...
2: Yeah, and next year that guy who played Father Ted would have been dead for
1: 15 or 16 years now. Because I remember back in 2011 they did like a 15... Send a celebration of that show, and I'm kind of thinking to myself, "Wow, has it really been that long?" <laughs> yeah, yes, it has. So again, like I said, like 2016 is going to be that year. and You're going to see so much fucking Dragon Ball shit that you're going to get sick of it.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: yeah, yeah. Um, Naruto ending. Dragon Ball's still going to come still going to be fucking coming out with Blu-rays, remastering, <laughs> new and all this other
0: shit. <laughs> new film
1: for next year. Yeah, Goku versus evil Goku. Fuck off with that shit. Yeah,
2: uh, what were they trying to do? Pour for superior, superior Spider Man or something?
1: <laughs> no, he must go travel to various different dimensions and team up team up with all the other Goku's to fight evil Vegeta. <laughs>
2: some wait, shit, wait, wait, but... wait, wait! Did you just reference that when Batman died and he went for, and Superman had to go through all the time periods to find all the Batman? <laughs> Yeah, good. That was... That was weird. <laughs> Darkseid, I didn't kill him. I said it time. Ha uh-huh. <laughs>
0: ha. Pirate
2: <laughs> Batman. God. Cavestone Batman. Uh... Oh, I don't know. Some weird shit.
1: So, um, what else is in the news? Um...
2: I think that's pretty much it. To be honest, it's like, apart from, have you seen the new trailer for Big, um, Big Hero Six?
1: Yeah, I've seen that. What do you feel of it? I honestly don't know how to feel because I, I mean, it's clear that Disney's trying to do like their own original superhero type team, but I'm thinking to myself. Well, they already have the Incredibles, so I don't know why you need anyone else, to be quite honest. It's, I'm curious to see
2: what Disney are going to do with Marvel property.
1: Oh, they've already hoarded out more than it already needs to be. I know,
2: but it's basically, this is a Marvel property that's not going to be made within Marvel's inside studio. It's exclusively Disney Got got. are making this 100% themselves, but on a Marvel's property. Mm. so i'm curious to see what they're going to do with it um they are re-releasing some they're releasing a new manga for it i know that much to to promote it in japan because japan they're really pushing for it to be to do well out there um
1: the other thing... i don't know i mean it kind of looks way too cutesy for me i, I, I don't know
2: I, it looks cool I'm, I'm probably gonna see it when it come out in November. Hopefully here in the UK and doesn't happen. to Get the same treatment as TMNT. We still haven't got TMNT here. The movie. Here. Oh God!
1: <laughs> oh, by the way, um, for those who want to know, I have not seen that movie because I stopped. I lost interest. So don't expect me to come on here and talk about it because I don't care anymore. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Cause I, I lost interest because like Doctor Who's coming out and I'm like, you know, I could. C T M and T, but I could watch the entire series of Doc- New Doctor Who, you know? <laughs> yeah.
2: God, what was the other thing? Um what's the other thing they announced as well? Um No, I think. Oh god, <laughs> have you have you had the biggest rumor that being dropped? What? Well this is the biggest rumour, but yeah, again it's from a quite a liable news website. Well comic news comic book news website is that Apparently, Sony are in in discussion with Marvel to to send over their Spider Man to be in their shared universe.
1: Oh, what happened to that fucking all female movie? Is Sony?
0: Ooh.
1: <laughs> you, well, I can imagine Sony has
2: got to be open. Have you ever heard about their stock market?
1: Oh, that's... It,
2: opened. Sure. it opened up like back, of like I think it's back about a month ago now. And it was down the pan by what was it, two point one billion.
1: Oh Jesus. <laughs> so the only thing that's really Vince McMahon would probably look at them and say, Yeah, we've had a terrible financial year, but at least we're not fucking Sony." Okay.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> and Oh my god, that was it was painful to look at and but I can see why Sony are probably open especially, to do
1: this, especially when you consider like you know the PlayStation Four selling so well, and you're kind of thinking how can how is Sony doing so bad? Because you know PlayStation Four has been selling so well, and it's become like the main uh, go to console for this generation. But it's like you look at the numbers, Jesus Christ! Whatever I mean, it's just like
2: when when you look at the bigger picture of Sony, basically that's the one division in Sony that is doing well. Everything else falling <laughs> flat. <laughs> Um and again Disney has always had a good re- partnership and relationship with Sony so you know they're open with if if this rumor is true but yeah again I say this take to take this with a dump truck with a dump truck full of salt um because it may not be true but if it is true I wouldn't be surprised because Sony are desperate for money <laughs> at this point I would say
1: because <laughs> cause they came out with rumors saying oh we're going to do like an all female cast movie we're going to do a Sinister Six movie and I'm like none of this shit's going to oh, happen oh yeah the Venom movie again yeah it's like none of this shit is going to happen yeah. stop kidding yourselves
2: <laughs> again it's just like if you're going to do it just do it that's the thing because you know what Sp- Spider-Man he works really well when he teams up with people as well. That's what people don't realise. Spider Man's probably one of the most flexible superheroes to put into any team situation. He works with them. And his villain he's like his rogue gallery of villains is huge. He probably has one of the biggest rogue galleries out of all the Marvel cinematic out of all the Marvel characters. And a lot of his villains do cross over into other Marvel heroes territories.
1: I think him and Batman are the only two characters I can think of that have, like, a large rogues gallery oh, yeah. of villains. Oh, yeah. It's like, I say, if you
2: ask me who has the two best rogue galleries of villains, it's Spider-Man and Batman. They have the best villain rosters.
1: And they are still getting more original villains getting made for the comics, yeah. so there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's just, because if you can bring spider- if, spider if Spider-Man
2: does get brought over, he is brought into it, I'm I'd be so happy. I don't. I don't. Wouldn't, wouldn't care. It's Andrew Garf. If it's it's the Andrew Garfield Spider Man because there's some stuff in there that does work.
1: I love Andrew Garfield as Spider Man. Yeah. I think he's a perfect choice.
2: So bring him in. Have him meet. I know if you want to bring him in, make him meet Iron Man. <laughs> that's probably the best way to do <laughs> Cause, it. Because
1: right? that's, that's the thing I want. I want more crossovers. Like I mean, I I mean because like I said, I mean I I thought Guardians was okay, but I really. But what that movie did so well was make me give a shit about characters yeah. I didn't give a shit about before walking into that well, theater. Well,
2: the thing is that a lot of people have been saying stuff like, oh, no, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. How can two studios um, share a property, a film right property? I went, well, you just have to look at the Hulk. It's that U- Universal still owns the film rights to that. And people went, oh, no, hey, hang, hang on. How can Marvel Studios use the, use the Hulk then? I went, well... They can, in the sense that they do have the rights to it, but it's the share rights. Could they approach Universal, they gave them a plan, Universal agreed to it, and that's how we end up getting the, the Incredible Hulk film.
1: Yeah, and then that didn't do well, and Universal was like, nope, no sequel, but you can use Hulk and Avengers and any Avenger-related media. Yeah,
2: or, yeah it's going to be interesting to see where that, that's going to go, but Again, if you're in Spider-Man, you could do a lot more with the Marvel Universe, a lot more, and also you're just that one step closer to opening up a lot more events that happen. Well, what was it like? Big events that happen in the Marvel Universe you can do in it. I think the only one that I I think the only other one I think that Marvel are trying to choke Fox out on Fantastic Four.
1: Oh, and that's not doing well. Fucking Fox chickened out and delayed the movie again, and I'm thinking to myself... You want to know why? Why? Guess what Marvel did. Why? They pretty much
2: blunt it. It said, fuck you, Fox. and cancelled all the Fantastic Four books, everything Fantastic Four related. They, they've been they've been strict orders, no Fantastic Four in the comics anywhere. And I don't think that's true. I no, mean, Fantastic
1: Four is still getting published.
2: No, they have you heard the announcement they're cancelling the books really yeah
1: well fuck off Marvel then
2: well look at it this way this is the thing it's just that if Marvel want those film back, I'm not, I'm not I think their tactic is a little bit despicable on Marvel's end but yet again we're talking about Fox here who <laughs> one of the most despicable companies you can imagine in the film industry
1: and- which is which is kind of funny, considering like I know I remember like when fucking the new X Men movie came out, they started shoving up new X Men titles a week early, just to just to, to ride off the fucking piggy train of that, well, which is kind of
2: hilarious. Well, the thing is, but I think Sony, Marvel slash Disney don't want anything to do with this. They 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 want those rights back, and I don't blame them. They want those rights back because. I think everyone wants to see Galactus done right and everyone wants to see Doctor Doom done right. And if you have those two characters, you can open up a way hell a lot more stories you could do within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, you could do the whole Galactus comes to Earth sort of thing or Doctor Doom, like, take, try to take over America and you can have all these different bad guys and villains teaming up or not working, working together or heroes working together you could do so much more.
1: Yeah, I know. I mean, with Fantastic Four, I think you can do a lot more, and I'm and I'm not blaming them for wanting the rights back, but I think he could have done it in a much better way. I know,
2: but Fox have not been for a ghost. It's been reported that Fox have been horrible, horrible negotiations, negotiations in the past. Look what happened—the whole thing with Amazing Spider-Man Two. Ugh, that was ugly. <laughs> That's ugly. Um, for those who don't know who it's talking about, um. At the end of the, the Amazing Spider Man 2, there's an after credit sequence with the X Men, the new X Men film Days of Future Past. And a lot of people were wondering why the hell that was there. It was because uh, Mark Webb had a contract to do a Fox film next, and Sony didn't want to let him go because they wanted him to do Amazing Spider Man 2 and 3. And uh, Fox said, no, oh, no, you can have Mark Webb, but you're going to have to put our X Men film into your film.
1: Which is kind of funny, because they already shot a post-credit sequence for that movie, but they didn't show it, because Fox were fucking douchebags, and they're like, yeah, you know, X-Men movie comes first. Yeah, that's pretty much what happened. That's the reason why
2: I'm, like, I'm not with Marvel, and they t- Marvel slash Disney tactics on what they're doing, but I'm not disagreeing with them doing it against Fox. Because Fox is, Fox is a horrible television and film company they're just they're ruthless and i think you're gonna to have to be ruthless to them if you want to get something back off them the x- oh well x Men's not gonna happen but they're never gonna get the x-men rights back unless a miracle happens but you i can see them getting fantastic fallback and i think at this point they're trying to phase out i would not say phase out the x-men in the comics but they're
1: trying to um well, involved with
2: bigger but, stories.
1: Now, what they're doing with X-Men is like they there there are still a lot of X-Men books and they're they have they're involved in big events and they have a big event coming up with Avengers and X-Men yeah. But what they're doing is, like, they're not promoting the X-Men books. No. They don't give a shit about promoting those X-Men books. The only book they're promoting is Wolverine, because, you know, Wolverine sells money, apparently, but whatever. Well,
2: this is the thing. It's just, um, again, I think that's just another tactic to go with, well, you know... Because they knew, because
1: they, they fucking knew. I mean, uh, Marvel knew that, you know, they already have a shit ton of X-Men books, and they got Bendis writing most of them. And you don't want to fuck over Bendis, because Bendis is your biggest workhorse, and if you fuck with him, then you're fucked, because yeah. he might leave the company. Yeah. And, you know... <laughs>
2: yeah you know I mean? I, 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 that's what I mean? It's just like, you can't be completely suicidal when it comes to this sort of thing. Like, you have to play it smart, and again, like you said, Bendis, he's working on the Wolverine stuff, so um, you're going to have to keep him happy, but yeah, again, Marvel's like, well, we're not going to promote any Fantastic Four stuff, we're not going to promote any X-Men stuff, but because we don't agree with, with Fox with what you're doing with our characters.
1: Yeah, whatever.
2: But yeah, that's been going <laughs> on. And on to more um, fabulous news, um, Total Divas.
1: No, but um, I just want to uh, point out something. Um, yeah. Back to Fox real quick. They did, did announce that Deadpool's coming out with an actual release date, and and the the moment I heard this, I'm like... It all makes sense now, because they're the ones that fucking leaked that footage. Yeah. They're the ones that did it.
2: Yeah, oh yeah, they did. It was bluntly. They they bluntly leaked that footage.
1: Yeah, and then it got massive hits, and then they're like, oh, you know, see, people give a shit about Deadpool, so we're going to make a Deadpool movie, and it's like, okay, whatever. I'll see how this works. Mm-hmm. Anyway, total divas. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, um... This episode was interesting, uh, as per usual, as an episode of Total Divas. Um, Where should I begin with this one? Because this one was very bizarre in the sense that um, we had this whole thing with Eve that her boyfriend went away and brought a firearm, like a gun. And she got pissed off with him because she said, no, I don't want a firearm in the house. And he basically did it behind her back and brought it why Why she wasn't in town <laughs> so she lost this shit with him and that was one of the main ongoing stories and that was like oh god really you, you're really okay okay fair enough and um, the other thing which I thought was quite interesting is that um, Breed really realising how serious Brian's injuries was could you remember that period when everyone thought thought Brian was going to be off for a little bit and it thought it was just going to be a neck
1: surgery yeah it turned out to be a fractured disc as well yeah
2: and they uh, they did went on they did go into it quite a bit because there's bits like when daniel bryan's like he's at the restaurant with with brie and he's trying to eat, eat like his salad and he basically can't keep a hold of his hawk it's his his, his um, fork he keeps dropping it <sighs> and it was painful to watch and apparently um there was asked to reconsider to take second surgery and he said no i don't want to i don't want to have surgery so that's interesting.
1: I'm not sure how I feel about that. Them them showing someone's injuries like that,
2: something broken. It's just like it's, take take me for instance. Like, imagine me as a car. It's just, it's just, they say there's something broken. You take it into the mechanic. The mechanic to tell you something wrong, and then you you give it you give your car to the mechanic, and he fixes it. Hmm. That's been much how John put it, and he basically he tried to explain that to Nicky, and then Nicky tried to explain to Brie about it, and Dad, Brian was just like, nope, I'm not going to have surgery, I'm going to do it the natural way, I thought, Jesus Christ, Brian. <laughs> I thought to myself, my Christ, if this, this is the case, it does explain why you've been out for such a long time now.
1: Yeah, because I'm thinking to myself, what, what's the big deal about two surgeries, and I'm like, oh, he's fucking stubborn, of course he is, because... I don't want to badmouth the indie scene, but most of the indie guys are like, "No, no, I'll shake it off. I'll shake it off." I'm like, "No, you you can't shake it off. It it get the
2: fucking surgery, goddammit." Yeah. <laughs> um, and then um, Cameron um, she got called up to go back to her hometown in L.A. to help out her mum deal with her little brother.
0: <laughs> and I don't.
2: I can understand with this being something real, but at the same time, they really hammed this up in the sense that, like, you knew he was doing bad stuff, but they never directly say what was the bad stuff he was doing.
0: <laughs> He's on drugs!
2: Oh, because what happened, They went. she went driving around looking for him with her boyfriend, um, B.O. I think his name is, and um, they found him, like, hanging out with a bunch of these um, young people um, sitting by... Um, by a street curve and everything like that. She goes up to her and said, oh, you need to come home with me. Mum's worried about you. Why you not answer your phone? And this sort of thing. And then suddenly she noticed one of them was trying to hide a bag behind her. And she, you didn't know what it was. They blurred out what was in the bag, but it looked like a blue bottle or something. And she just smashed it on the floor in front of them.
1: Oh,
0: so
2: I don't,
1: underage (laughs) drinking.
2: (laughs) So yeah, that happened. And she bought, and, for her trying to scare him back into being a good boy she takes him him to this like this place with a bunch of these like was it like convicts and stuff like that
1: oh she puts him in the scared straight program yeah with
2: these people basically people who gone straight and everything like that you used to run with gangs and stuff like that who been all been in prison and stuff like that Uh, oh
1: god where he goes in and then sits down and has all the people yell at him for saying you don't want to end up like me (laughs) oh
2: no no seriously these people do look like they have done hard time and especially of this one guy who's a bald-headed guy got a face tattoo got a ring nose and his face tattoo (laughs) has a bunch of skulls over his face and everything like that and he got like all these all his teeth are missing and stuff like that
0: oh
2: (laughs) so i'm guessing that bit was kind of real in the sense that i think he's probably was doing bad stuff But, yeah, again, I think they hammed it up in the nature of it. Like, they never ever addressed what it was.
1: Because this sounds like a fucking terrible after-school special. Oh, yeah, it did.
2: Yeah. (laughs) They played it off like that really, really heavily. And and sure enough, guess what they addressed? What? Bree working with Stephanie McMahon.
0: Oh, (laughs) my God. They
2: talked about it for a little bit, but the only bit we saw is when um, Stephanie McMahon slaps Bree, and that's it. That, that's all we see and they didn't touch upon it again and
1: um uh, because because why why should they i mean it's not like these people work for a fucking wrestling company and this show was originally about wrestling shit oh, <laughs> right uh, um or oh, what else they had that made me laugh as well um
2: dad rosa mendes at a photo shoot sort of thing she came in he's like really skimpy clothing like these um was it, like, Western girl clothing sort of thing? And she said, oh, yeah, I brought this top. It looked really baggy, and I looked like a... I, I just looked like a tramp, so I just did it up. And he, and he's like, yeah, there's barely no bottom to it. He said, well, you're going to have to do it up. He went, well, it's a little bit small, my chest. And he went, well, we RPG, you know that, right?
0: <laughs>
2: and she had a bit of wardrobe malfunction when, when basically, they almost came flying out and went at the photo shoot. And then there was one funny bit, um, I will admit, when um, Eve... Um, sits sits down as it's like basically it looked like they um they're about ready to get ready for a show. Like half the us are in their attires and gear stuff like that. I think they're like having some food or something like that. They're sitting around like a dinner table. You you, you know like we get the big chefs and stuff like that. when they all get the big table yeah. around and talk <laughs> to each other. Like she was sitting with um what was it it was Eve, Natalie, um, John Uso. And um, Tyler O'Neill, like they're just sitting around <laughs> a big ta- table talking about it. She comes over and said, "Look," um, and basically she's talking to Natalie about it, and then John and um, Cameron, and um, no, not Cameron, Naomi, and um, Tyler O'Neill come over and down and say, "Oh, your sit here," blah, 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 this sort of thing. And she pretty much says, how do you feel about a gun coming into the house and everything like that?" And um, Tyler O'Neill says, "So." Where you got me in the house, you don't need a gun. Literally, you just to say, "Jerry, grab the cat, throw the cat."
0: <laughs> <laughs> that
2: just made me laugh. And then Natalie said, "Oh my God, Titus, you're unbearable, aren't you?" And he said, "He said, 'Damn straight.'" I <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's. I don't know. It just made me. He makes me laugh. He seems like a genuinely funny guy. <laughs> but. um but yeah, um, but I think he is because I've seen some of the web show stuff he was in back in like two years ago now, and he was pretty funny in that. I think he's a general I think he's generally funny, and he give some really funny answers to some of the problems. No, I
1: mean, I remember, I remember, like, one episode of Raw, where, again, it was the typical squash thing, but, like, he came out as a fucking Pancake Steve or whatever, yeah. and he flips fools or some shit like that. It was a it was a funny promo, I would say. Yeah. He, he It was really
2: funny seeing him backstage with them, and they're talking about the whole gun thing, and, like, they're basically saying that. Um, but, yeah, again, it ends off with that whole problem with them basically saying, oh, yeah, um, like, your heart was in the right place, like, I can understand why you did it, but I just prefer you do not want the gun in the house. And she's like, yep, yeah, okay, fine, everything like that. And then she jokingly said, oh, but we can get a dog, can we? And he's like, nope. And I don't know, it just made me laugh. But... Well, that's
1: fucking pointless.
2: Yeah, I know, that went nowhere. I'm like, <laughs> this is like a reality show with no drama, what the hell am I watching? <laughs> um,
1: so what's the part where Hogan shows up and he's like, I can't go to the house, brother. Linda's over there.
2: <laughs> she wants me to come to a rally campaign. <laughs> um, but no, it was, it, was a, it was a pretty tamed episode, to be honest. Like, had a lot of drama which was all sorted out. Thing. but the Daniel Bryan thing i felt a bit uncomfortable watching
1: yeah cuz cause cause like i said um you know i'm not i'm not sure if i'm comfortable with them showing like real life injuries and all the crazy shit for a fucking reality show cuz i think that's kind of a little bit pushing it yeah
2: well the next episode the teaser for the next episode actually looks pretty weird when um, um uh, apparently cuz um like tj and natalie are still not talking to each other <laughs> and um oh, how can I say it um, it just it just goes horribly horribly wrong, and then, um Eve, apparently they said, Oh, because you never had a it's just like because you guys eloped sort of thing, and you guys never really had the proper thing because what they're doing with the ongoing thing with this at the moment, like Eve and her husband, Jonathan are planning an actual um re vow wedding sort of thing. So <sighs> and so um, I think it's like Nikki gets um, the Bellas get this idea. They said, "Oh, let's throw her a that party." And you saw teasers of that, and um, you saw stuff with like Natalie getting mad at TJ about some stuff, and all sorts of mar- relationship problem with Ariel and um, with Cameron and her boyfriend Vinny.
1: No, I can't wait for the talk where she goes it where Natalie goes up to the peep, to Brie or whoever she talks to and goes. Um, well, I don't know about TJ anymore. He just doesn't perform as well in the bed as he used to. I... Some such shit like that. Oh
2: God! Well, no, no, no. That happened in the last season. Remember. Like, yeah, they'll like, do it again. <laughs> yeah, and then it ended up as like when they showed little, like, what was it, flashes or something like that? They like, like when it go black and white, and they showed this bit with her dressed up as the nurse, and TJ dressed up as a burglar breaking into the house. That made me laugh, but. God. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that, that's pretty much what's happening on Total Divas.
1: Glad I don't watch this shit, because this, this season sounds depressing. Oh, yeah. Because, like, like, um the first two seasons were, like, so bad they were funny, and they were kind of fun to watch, but this kind of sounds just too depressing to watch, I to be quite think, honest.
2: Yeah, I, I think the only upside of it is probably um, when you see the stuff with um, Cameron when she's speaking about um, her... Going back to NXT and stuff like that, and you see her like training and stuff like that. You actually, so she goes out for a meal with um, Eve at one point because Eve actually lives in the actual area where they, where the NXT people are. The, the she, training center is, and she's basically just talking to her and everything like that. And um, she actually wearing a short, wearing a nose, a short sleeve jumper and. Um he was like, oh, why you got all those bruises? And he's like, oh, those are my battle scars for um, training in um, NXT, as she jokingly said.
0: Wow. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like,
2: well, I don't mind stuff like that, because it does show that she does try to get better during the training.
1: And it shows, like, actual fucking, um, you know, scars. Not development, because there's no fucking plot (laughs) to this fucking show to say development. I wouldn't
2: say development, but I'm just saying development for her training.
1: Yeah, I mean, it just kind of shows that this shit isn't, like, fake, and, you know, these women do get hurt, you know?
2: It was... The season is a bit of a downer, but... Oh no, who knows what's gonna happen? So next, because it's basically the most depressing thing has to be the freezing of the eggs from John Cena's knowledge.
1: <laughs> I love that so much. I don't know why. He just, I don't know why that makes me laugh so much. I know it's a depressing subject, but that reaction he gave just made me laugh so hard, so hard. It's just like he
2: had that reaction. Someone just flipped him, um, basically just kicked him in the nuts. <laughs> like he just like it's just like news he just didn't want to hear.
1: Like why am I here? <laughs> yeah.
2: But the whole thing with Daniel Bryan, I hope they cut that shit out because that that's very awkward to watch. Because Bryan, this whole herbal remedy guy, and he doesn't believe in surgery and we're basically natural regrowth sort of thing. And Bree, yeah, I, mean,
1: of, I don't, I don't, I don't understand the lifestyle. I, I really don't. Well, I think that's more kind of well, shit. Well, that's how he ended up with Bree.
2: Was because um, they talked about this on the show. Um, I think. Because they did say, oh, how do you end up with Daniel Bryan and stuff like that? And she went, oh, back in the day when he was on NXT and stuff like that, when we did the whole, was it the love triangle between me and my sister with Daniel Bryan, we got started talking and I was just asking, well, what are you into and stuff like that? And he he started talking about the whole um, environment and um, animals and stuff like that. And she's like, oh my my God, I'm into that stuff too. And he's like, oh, really? And then she's like, yeah, I thought we'd never meet. Um and she just said oh uh, say so she said oh I find it so weird that I meet someone in this company who share share the same views. <laughs> no, that's how they started that's how they started going out. And I think that is kind of true. I
1: yeah, because I mean, with the wrestling business, you you don't know the people personally who come in. I mean, because you know it's a busy schedule, and they there you don't really have that much downtime to to go and chat with someone off screen, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: Unless like you know someone from before, and then they came into the company, and you're like, hey, you want to grab a beer or whatnot, but. Yeah. Yeah, uh, most of the time they don't really develop that mu- that mu- that many friendships, to be quite honest. Yeah,
2: unless you are actually particularly working with the person in a rivalry or an angle or storyline, and that's probably your only yeah. downtime, and you probably get to know someone.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> and that's that's how um, when they brought Bryan to NXT, um, they, well, for those who won the NXT when it originally brought in, it was like um, tough enough for the best way to put it. Uh, yeah, because
1: Vince had the stupid idea where it's like, oh, we need a reality show, and it was really terrible.
2: And then they change it into the actual indie development, which was a brilliant move, whoever came up with that. So it probably one of mm-hmm. I think it was that was Triple H's. Yeah, that was Triple H. Yeah, Probably one of the only few good ideas he ever done for the company.
1: <laughs> so they what you a little about Triple H, but at least he fucking gives a shit about the fucking indie guys,
2: at yeah, least. He gives, <laughs> shit, he gives shit about the indies. He actually looks... It's been reported that by people he works with, and I think he even said it now, that he does go online and he does read the feedback that the fans put online.
1: Also, I mean, I love that interview that Jericho did with him where they just sat down and shot the shit together for two hours straight. I
2: listened to that podcast. That was really good. That was a really good podcast.
1: Oh, I I want after hearing that I'm like I want to hang out with Hunter. He seems like a fun guy. <laughs> I, I'll
2: think to myself, oh, he seems like I can understand why why people like him now.
1: Because <laughs> it's funny, because like I mean, because I remember like him and because it's funny, because even like Jericho on his podcast, I remember. He, I mean, he, in a shoot interview, he got asked about Hunter making an off-off uh, remark comment about him on Raw, and he, and he was like he wasn't happy about it, but then you hear these guys sit and talk together like it's nothing, and it's like, wow, that's that's some professionalism. <laughs> I, I think that's the thing with
2: the wrestling business. That there's a lot of shoot stuff, there's a lot of things, and you have to be careful what you say and what you do in the wrestling industry. People get word travels and get picked up, so, you know, one of those things. <laughs> but again, it's like, you know, they've been a the company, they've been wrestling nearly for 20 years now, so, you know, yeah, it happens. <laughs>
1: Can we have a reality show about that instead of Total Divas? <laughs> no, no no total, total bro. <laughs> You're probably the male wrestlers around. <laughs> well I mean you need
2: uh, I wouldn't be surprised if like they I, got like I, I I want the Miz to be the main star of it. <laughs> I've got some weird stuff about him in his personal life, so I'm curious to see if that translate well onto uh,
0: <laughs>
1: I'm surprised they didn't go up to Maurice and ask her to come back to do fucking Total Divas because I think she would have fit in perfectly with the cast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's
2: all I got. That's all I got, man.
1: Well, that's pretty much it. Um, again, long episode, sorry, but again, t- a lot of the technical fuck ups on our part. So, anyway, um, you know, thanks for listening. Um, I'll talk to you all later. Bye bye. Bye bye.